Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. It's time for the Renewal of the Mind radio program with Father Patrick Gagno. And here's your host, John Stockwell. Thank you, Austin. Uh, here, here we are again. <laughs> Maybe I'll learn how to speak this week. Here we are, Renewal of the Mind Radio. There it's the go. morning. It's okay, buddy. We're still waking up. Good morning, everybody out there. May the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and may your heart delight in the big picture, part two, that we're going to dive right into. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Papa, we want to live Holy Spirit-filled. We want to advance the reign of the kingdom of God, seeking first the kingdom and your righteousness and bringing it into every one of our activities, our sphere of influence. And Lord, we're, we're longing today to grasp deep in our heart the big picture, the story of salvation, and why it is so important that we live with the grace of the renewal of the mind every day so we can think from heaven's perspective because we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Mother Mary, please intercede for us, Queen of Pentecost. All you angels and saints, please intercede. Help us to experience the Lord speaking to our heart and awakening us anew to the glory of life in the Holy Spirit, letting Jesus walk the face of the earth through us. We pray this all in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. John, you strapped in? I am ready to go. Here we go. Woohoo! Isaiah chapter 7, we ended the last episode with the promise given to King David that an heir from his loins would reign and his kingdom would last forever. And we said, if that's going to be forever, then the Davidic kingdom's got to get subsumed. It's got to undergo a transformation to be part of the kingdom of God that truly lasts forever. And we hear in Isaiah 7, the Lord, uh, you know, the, the through Isaiah, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, asked for a sign from the Lord your God. Let it be as deep as the netherworld or as high as the sky. Ahaz answered, I will not ask. I will not tempt the Lord. Then he said, listen, O house of David, is it not enough for you to weary me? Must you also weary my God? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you this sign. The virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel. Let the emphasis, friends, be noted. The virgin shall be with child. She's with child, and she's still a virgin. We're talking about Mother Mary and the one who is the descendant of Eve, who's going to give birth to the Savior, Emmanuel, God with us, the one who will crush the head of the serpent. We continue in Isaiah. Isaiah. And in Isaiah chapter 9, we hear that a child is born to us. This is the prophecy of the Savior to come. A son is given us. Upon his shoulder rests dominion, the dominion of heaven, the power and the glory of heaven that's going to conquer all this junk contrary to God's original intent 
for creating us in his image and likeness and putting Adam and Eve in that garden to share in his blessed life forever. They name him Wonder Counselor, God Hero, Father Forever, Prince of Peace. His dominion is vast and forever peaceful from David's throne and over his kingdom, which he confirms and sustains. The Lord is just keeping it going that this prophecy given to David will come to fruition in Jesus. And one more, John, one more in chapter 11 about Emmanuel, this God with us, Jesus. We hear a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse. That's the father of David tracking the roots there. And from his roots, a bud shall blossom. And here we go. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Jesus Christ, the anointed one. Christos is anointed. Ah, brothers and sisters, life in the Holy Spirit is what we're called to. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him a spirit of wisdom and of understanding, a spirit of counsel and of strength, a spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord, and his delight shall be the fear of the Lord. We got the gifts of the Holy Spirit listed there as operating in the Savior, and they operate in us too when we are given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And ever since Eve said no in the garden, we've been waiting for somebody to step up and say yes, mm. and it's it's coming. And what I always think Bam. about in Isaiah too if you're reading through Isaiah, and he can't be talking about anyone but Jesus. Amen. I mean, it is the greatest, you know, um, I don't know, prequel or just foreshadowing of who's coming. I mean, he's getting really specific, and Isaiah is awesome. I remember the testimony of a lovely Catholic woman who was raised Jewish, and she had a conversion to Catholicism. She encountered Jesus, and she told her Jewish parents. She pointed to Isaiah and said, this is the one. Yeah. This is the one he's talking about, Jesus. I mean, it's so amazing, so obvious. Yeah. Like, I think that's who he's talking about. Oh, yeah. So. And God's heart, God's heart, that he sees us in a mess. And what's God's response? I'm coming right into the midst of that mess. I will come among you. I will walk with you, Emmanuel, God with us. We jump to Jeremiah. God's heart is revealed so beautifully in this passage about the new and eternal covenant. In chapter 31, verse 31, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their fathers. And he fast forward a little bit. This is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will place my law within them and write it. Another translation is engrave it upon their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. No longer will they have need to reach, to teach their friends and kinsmen how to know the Lord. All from least to greatest shall know me, says the Lord. For I will forgive their evil doing and remember their sin no more. This new and eternal covenant, the Lord says, all will know me from least to greatest. And that word, we mentioned it last episode, yada, yada, is the Hebrew. It's intimate contact. And it is a prophecy of the Holy Spirit being poured into us. We have God in us. We have intimate contact because we are temples of the Holy Spirit. Rather than take us back to a particular garden, like a special combine, everybody wants to love God, live in this area, God says, I'm going to pour myself into you. And the garden becomes our soul 
filled with God's presence. And as we cherish his presence, we cultivate that garden growing in a life of grace. The new and eternal covenant prophesied by Jeremiah reveals God's heart that I want intimacy, holy communion with you. I made you to live in my presence and share life with me. And this is the one true God. And this, what's revolutionary about this is it's a loving God. Yeah. He's not an angry God throwing lightning bolts. He's not coming down here to hit us over the head with a rock. He's coming into our hearts to forgive us and to love us and being unending, unchanging love. And that's... That's uh, that's a re- that's revolutionary. Amen. And I believe it was Dr. Scott Hahn who had spoken that uh, God's wrath is what it is. What God's love feels like when you're running. I'm going to paraphrase when you're when you're running hard and fast in the wrong direction. Right. Yeah. There we go. Sorry. Hey, I have just cut my mic off. We never sounded better. Amen. No. So how 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 is this going to happen? This new and eternal covenant. Then the Holy Spirit think. to be poured into us. We go to the last chapter of the Old Testament. Malachi chapter 3. Lo, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. It's a reference to Elijah. And suddenly, sorry, John the Baptist, who would play the role of Elijah, John the Baptist, Jesus explains after the transfiguration, you know, for those who can accept it, he, he, he was Elijah. He played the role of Elijah. Not saying it was reincarnation or anything like that, but he played the role of Elijah. And uh, coming and telling them, telling them to get ready as the final verse of this chapter says, Lo, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the day of the Lord comes. So we go back uh, and we hear that suddenly there will come to the temple, the Lord whom you seek. Think about the presentation. You know, when, when Jesus is brought to the temple a little bit further, he will sit refining and purifying silver and he will purify the sons of Levi, refining them like gold or like silver that they may offer due sacrifice to the Lord. The Levitical tribe is where the priests came from of the Old Covenant, and they would offer temple sacrifices. In the priesthood of the New Covenant, the sacrifice that is offered, and we hear in in this passage, they may offer due sacrifice to the Lord. In the New Covenant, the priesthood, the sacrifice offered is the very body and blood of Jesus. And we hear that for you who fear my name, there will arise the Son of Justice, which is with its healing rays. That's S-U-N, but it is the S-O-N, the Son, Jesus, who arises with the healing rays of God, as we're going to see in a couple minutes in the New Testament, how he conquers sickness, suffering, death, and he's bringing his kingdom with him. All right. Time for an intermission. Amen. Don't touch that dial. The Renewal of the Mind radio program. We'll be right back. We want to thank you for all of your support of Spiritfold Radio. This is Deacon Steve Greco, founder of Spiritfold Radio and president of Spiritfold Hearts Ministry. Our program is completely sponsored by listeners like you. Please become a monthly donor or a one-time donor by going to spiritfilledhearts.org. That's spiritfilledhearts.org to become a donor. God bless you and thank you for your charity and your heartfelt contributions. And now back to the Renewal of the Mind radio program with Father Patrick Gagno and your host, John Stockwell. Thank you, Austin. We are back. Renewal of the Mind radio 
Visit us on the web, clickoncatholic.com. We are a production of Corpus Christi Catholic Community in Detroit. Send us an email at renewalradio at gmail.com. And uh, Austin, I wanted to ask you, are there are there fresh donuts on the way for the green room? Let me check. Okay, great. Okay, good. Thank you. We can continue now. We run off of donuts here. Coffee and donuts. Well, we run off of grace, but we love coffee and donuts. And into the fifth segment, we've got two left friends in the big picture. <laughs> right on. Into the fifth segment on this uh, of these two episodes. Now we hit the new now we hit the new New Testament. That escalated quickly. Oh, it's so I'm ready. Good. We traveled through the Old Old Testament pretty good in those first four segments. In these next two, we hit the new. Into Luke chapter 1. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. Here we go. Oh, yeah, God honors his promises. The virgin is betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. Here we go. And the virgin's name was Mary. The angel comes to her and says, Hail, favored one. Hail, favored one. Hail, full of grace. The Lord is with you. She was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? The angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, is also conceived in her old age. This is the sixth month for her who is called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. It is Mary's yes, where Eve once said no. Mary says yes and welcomes the Savior of the world by the miraculous conception in her womb through the Holy Spirit. She welcomes Jesus, Emmanuel, into her womb and into this world so he can overtake the fallen the fallen angels and all the effects that they've launched upon humanity and our own failure to be faithful to God, it is on when Mary says yes. And what's important to remember, although Mary had no inclination to sin and was born without original sin, she still had free will. Free will. And she could have said no. Love will and never be free. That's why when I get to heaven, yeah, I need to give her a big hug and just say thank you Amen. for saying yes. I Amen. Mean, and uh, because, you know, she could have said no and she didn't. Yeah, I said, love will never be free. It costs something. We have yeah. to choose it. We have to choose it. And I, I guess I also wanted to say love will never be forced. We have Love is only possible to freely choose it. We have to freely choose it with free will. And she did that. And she remember us. Yeah. And just remember when God asks you to do things in yes. your own life, just say yes. Amen. Praise have the God. Faith, have the faith she had. <laughs> do whatever he tells you. Woo! Right. <laughs> and so in Matthew's gospel, we hear that Joseph struggles with this. And Joseph, her husband, verse 19 in chapter one, her husband, they are already legally married according to the old ancient Israel marriage practices. Awesome. Her husband was a righteous man, unwilling to expose her to shame, was going to divorce her quietly. 
Such was his intention when the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. It is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus. Side note, that means God saves. Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel. And because Joseph is of the house of David, when Joseph takes Jesus into the home, and he is his son effectively through his act of taking him into his house, that in that culture, that person would receive all the rights and privileges of being of that family. And Jesus, through it being in the house of Joseph, is of the house of David. Prophecy fulfilled, King David. There will be one of your household who will reign forever. It jumped up a notch. Bam! Wow. <laughs> That's, wow. It's so good. It oh. is. It's just now as I'm... I'm trying to, as you're reading it, I'm getting so into it. I know what's going to happen, but I want to hear more. Praise yeah. you, Jesus. Yeah. So we know that Jesus, he, you know, in the temple at 12, when he says, why are you worried? I, I'm in, I'm, I must be in my father's house about my father's business. We can see at 12, he already knows. But let's advance to adulthood. In Matthew chapter 3, in those days, John the Baptist appeared. He's preaching in the desert of Judea and offering a baptism of repentance with water. And he's crying out, you know, prepare the way of the Lord. Well, he's fulfilling what the prophet Isaiah had spoken, a voice of one crying in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. Jesus comes to be baptized by John the Baptist. He has no sin. He has nothing to be, nothing to be repenting for, but he comes into the dirty waters of the Jordan to stand in solidarity with sinners. It's a movement where he says, I came for you. And John the Baptist says, I need to be baptized by you. Jesus says aloud for now when we pick it up in chapter 3. After Jesus was baptized, he came up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. The Holy Spirit comes upon Jesus. He's God from all eternity, but he's taken on flesh. He's taken on humanity. He has joined himself to humanity, and that flesh is anointed with the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, Jesus the anointed. He is the model for us. He's going to show us how to live the life of heaven's, uh, heaven's love on earth by being in union with God, anointed by the Holy Spirit. And he begins to teach. And we're going to pick up his teaching of what life, living in the love of heaven on earth, what it is to be a disciple of Jesus, and the impact that that brings to the world around us looks like after the break. Don't touch that dial. The Renewal of the Mind radio program. We'll be right back. If you feel led to give to this nonprofit radio offering, say yes to that prompting and go to spiritfulhearts.org. We thank you in advance for your generosity and your contributions. And now back to the Renewal of the Mind radio program with Father Patrick Gagno and your host, John Stockwell. Thank you, Austin. This program is a production of Corpus Christi <laughs> Catholic Community in Detroit, Michigan. Visit us on the internet web. Click on catholic.com. Send us an email, renewalradio at gmail.com. Word just came in from Austin that it's looking like the big picture is going to require a part three because it's so rich and we've got a lot of content still to cover. Right. Austin, can part three be in 3D? No. 
we have uh, we have goggles, the 3D goggles to put on. <laughs> oh, brothers and sisters, let's keep running. Jesus is anointed by the Holy Spirit, and and he goes right into the desert. He is he's in the spirit drove the spirit led Jesus into the desert to be tempted by the devil. Chapter four tells us, and he fasted for forty days and for forty nights. The way. Jesus is going to get us back the garden, the intimacy of God's presence that we get to enjoy through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, that intimate communion. He goes first to that place of complete barrenness, the desert where the devil just devours. And so he goes out to the desert and where Adam, you know, where Adam and Eve had fallen, Mary already said yes. And now Jesus on the on the path to conquer Satan, sin and death is going to show us perfect obedience. And he has flesh. The letter to the Hebrews tells us we do not have a high priest, referring to Jesus, who is unaccustomed with weakness, but one who is similarly was similarly tempted in every way. So in John fourteen, when Jesus says, You will do the works that I do, and even greater works than these he does also mean the life of holiness, that you're able to say no. When he says be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect, he wouldn't tell us something that's impossible to do. And St. Paul found that out and he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Lord wants to continue to shatter the ceiling of what we think is possible in the Christian life until we look, walk, and talk like Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Yet I live no longer I. Christ is living in me. Galatians 2.20. You jumped up a notch. Bam. So here we go. Okay. You In... Matthew chapter 4, in the desert, the devil begins to tempt him. That same old stupid voice. Same thing, the same thing. Voice. What a knucklehead. No, man. Uh, that, that's the PG version. You yeah. can mute yourself. and No, we, okay, here we go. Out of the same mouth comes cursing and blessing. Here we go. Okay, here we go. If you are the son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. If you're really X, Y, or Z, if you, you know, like he's getting him to like try to doubt and uh, you know, and the Lord is carrying humanity. He he also had, you know, human emotion and all that. And so I'm sure he experienced it. You know, like we'll read in the garden later when he says, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. He's experiencing something difficult, tremendously difficult. Yet the Lord responds, Mm-mm. One doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. This is why we should stay with daily scripture, keep mm-hmm. receiving the word of God. Then, you know, the, the, the devil sees him quoting scripture and he tells him, you know, okay, uh, Throw yourself down from here, from the parapet of the temple. And then he quotes scripture to Jesus. You know, it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will, with their hands, they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus quotes some scripture right back. Uh, Jesus knows how to use the word. He says, "Uh uh-uh, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And then Satan tries what he ultimately wants, you know, shows him all the kingdoms of the world and says, this is yours if you worship me. That's what Satan wants, to be worshiped. And Jesus says, get away, Satan. The Lord your God shall you worship, and him alone shall you serve. To continue to worship the Lord, brothers and sisters, singing his praises, thanking him, telling him you love him, to worship, to keep sacrifices of worship on your heart, that is a great way to stay focused on the Lord. And it is a huge part of being the life of a disciple of Jesus. So he gets, he, he gets anointed by the Spirit of the Jordan, goes out and has this first foreshadow battle with Satan, that really foreshadows what he's going to do on the cross, conquering sin, Satan, and death. And then when he hears that John the Baptist has been arrested, his ministry begins. And he comes in. He comes in to Galilee. And his message, he, it says that in Matthew five seventeen, that from that time on, 
from that time on, forgive me, chapter 4, verse 17, from that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. And that word metanoia, it's to have a change of thinking, to allow our thought to be radically reoriented toward the reality Jesus is proclaiming. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. He is at hand. He's the king and he brought his kingdom with him. Where Jesus is, as Pope Benedict said, Jesus is heaven. Where the kingdom is, where the king is, there is the kingdom. And Jesus means that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, change your mind, think according to what I'm about to teach you and show you. And that stands for us as well because he's He's truly with us. The Holy Spirit is in us. And if the Holy Spirit, who is God, is in us, the kingdom of heaven is still at hand. Is Romans 14, 17, the kingdom of God is not a matter of food or drink, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit, which is in us. This is a huge part of the big picture as we still navigate this world that has the devil and fallen angels and brokenness, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And as we live with the renewal of the mind, we are truly tapping into the Catholic Church's teaching on the grace of the kingdom, our soul being in union with God, and the grace of the kingdom allows us to live the truth of what Jesus said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We release into our sphere of influence. We release into the world around us through the way we live, speak, act what we do. We release the grace of the kingdom. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We release that because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's what's at stake with living with the renewal of the mind, tapping into the reality of heaven even now and releasing that into the world around us. And it's something that we are all called to. You can't get away from it because as we read in the Old Testament, God imprinted that on all of our hearts. Absolutely. Everyone is called to it. Even if, you, even if you're a non-believer, even if you're doing this or doing yes. that, that is what you're ultimately called to, and you can't get away from it. That's still on your heart. Absolutely. And, and that's why God loves everybody equally. Yes. And as St. Augustine said, our hearts are restless till they rest in you, O Lord. And when our hearts are in the Lord, he's able to pour himself into us, and we become the light of the world. And so, friends, as we're tracking the big picture and coming to the conclusion of part two, there will be a part three where we dig deep into what Jesus says to his disciples about what it is to live this love of heaven on earth, to live in union with God. And we really want to get hungry for how important it is for us to live full of the Holy Spirit because we bring the Lord Jesus We carry his presence with us as we are Christians, anointed ones, letting Jesus walk the face of the earth through us. And it is a matter of life and death for us and for the world around us. The Lord says, I put life and death before you. And Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. We choose life. We choose Jesus. And then we become part of the rescue mission of the church. Like I say, you only only live forever. Amen, brother. (laughs) Yep. I cannot wait for part three. God bless you, brothers and sisters, and have a great day, Johnny boy. Woohoo! See ya. Woo! The Renewal of the Mind radio program is a production of Corpus Christi Catholic Community in Detroit, Michigan. Visit us on the web at clickoncatholic.com. Send us an email at renewalradio at gmail.com.
Hi, this is Katie Hughes from Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry. I want to welcome you. If you like what you're hearing, please consider a monthly donation or a one-time donation. You can visit spiritfilledmedia.org. That's spiritfilledmedia.org and donate right there on the homepage. Thank you so much and God bless you for your generosity, love, prayers, and support. Please pray for our Spirit-Filled Radio as we endeavor to spread the good news across the world. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.